back to another episode of Sales with Aslan, your weekly therapy session for those who sell for a living and those who help those who sell for a living. And that pregnant pause is because Tommy Boy is back in the house, I'm but he's not alone. Out. He's not alone. Guess how many other people are on this podcast? We got the whole team, Scott. We got Jeez. the whole team. The whole, the whole leadership team. In your hands. <laughs> Very good. Well, the subject today, folks, is something near and dear to our heart. Do sellers who serve have more success? And we're going to round robin this with stories from the buy side and the sell side of selling. And uh, first, something cold, frosty, and refreshing is in the hands of each one of you. We're going to go around the room and talk about what that is. Tab, I think you're going to start us off. Ooh, oh, yeah. That's nice. Yeah. Well, I'm Scott, it's always hey. such a pleasure to drink beer with you, my friend. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm going with a skull flaw. Basement IPA. Okay. And it's a, it's a little brewery here out of Atlanta. Um, it's 7.5% alcohol, so it's not for the lighthearted. No, it's hefty. Uh, mm-hmm. But what I like, it, it's a juicy, dank IPA. A lot of citrusy hops. Um, just fantastic beer. Okay. Uh, it's got an incredible little creature. You see that little, I, it's an angry scofflaw. That's a little scofflaw. I don't even know what that is. It looks I think like a werewolf. From, yeah, it looks like a werewolf, yeah. but I'm going to call it a scofflaw. Okay. So. Very scoff. tasty, very tasty. Excellent. All right. Well, Tab, anybody else having a scofflaw? I think. Yeah. yeah. Scott, right. I'm piggybacking on Tab. Okay. I have a scofflaw as well, and he described it really well. That's Thank good. You. All right. That does scare me. Anybody else having anything else? What do you have over there, Sean? So, Scott, I, I've got in my hand. Something that's over 600 years old. Oh! Whoa. I mean, how many of you can is say it, that? Is right. that a mead? So this is a Stella. It's <laughs> <laughs> mead. It's mead. Okay. <laughs> it's a Stella Artois from where? Tab, help me out. Where's Belgium. Belgium. All right. And unlike mm. Tab's beverage, which has a lot of uh, material and content to read from, this does not. <laughs> Here's my tip for you. They, they offer this website, so check into it. It's www.tapintoyourbeer.com. Ooh, okay. Nice. For those looking to do some research, mm. there's your homework assignment. You know, something interesting about Stella that I recently read, that it used to be a higher IBU beer up to 33 IBUs, and now it's been dropped down to 20 in the last five mm, years. So wow. they recognize their bitterness problem very and corrected it. Mark, you're having one of those as well? Stella! Stella yep, I'm going to go with a Stella. <laughs> and Sandy, what are you drinking? I'm drinking water. Water, yep, okay. That's not an ale. So. <laughs> it's a little watered down. But we're going to be okay. All right, so the idea today, folks, is we're going to go around and tell stories and then banter a little bit about what we liked about those stories as it relates to sellers who serve having more success. So who wants to get started? Is Tab, you want to go first? Yeah, I'd love to go first. All right. Uh, mine's, I'm going to share, it's, it's, a, it's a true story, mm-hmm. me, my life, as yep. a consumer, <laughs> as a consumer, yep. and um, it, it really jumps out at me. I, was by, I, I love guitar. I mm-hmm. played guitar most of my life, and I was, it was time to get a new guitar, and I decided I was going to get a Martin and I was I was gonna I'd done a lot of research and I kind of landed on what I thought I wanted and I had gone to this there were two shops you know, where I lived that that were that I was gonna check out so I go to the first one and I walk in and I see the guitar there it was you know the angels singing and there it was and I'm like oh so I, I grab it and I, I go to grab this guitar to you know get it down and the guy goes excuse me oh, sir excuse me please do not take the guitars down please please sir and I'm like oh 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 sorry sorry okay 
well, I'm, I'm thinking about purchasing that guitar. Could you could you help me out? So he goes, yeah, he gets down. He said, yeah, just whatever. Never says a word. I mean, just like whatever. So I check it out. It's great price. Everything's great. So I go, you know what? This is this may be it. But I'm gonna go check the other this other place out. So mm-hmm. I walk in there, and it couldn't have been a, a different experience. Mm-hmm. I mean, I walk in. The guy welcomes me. He says, hey, you know, take hey, listen. Look around, whatever you need, grab anything off the walls, whatever you need. And once you find something that you'd like to give it a try, you let me know. I got a little room. I got a great little room back there. It's got some water. It's got picks. It's got everything that you need. Take your time. And I'm like, okay, I get it. I go, it's unbelievable, same guitar, the exact same guitar. So I'm like, okay. So I go, I said, thank you. I thank you. And it was 10% higher. And so I go to my car and I'm thinking, well, yeah, I'm going to go back and spend 10% less. And, and I'm dry, I get in the car and I start driving. I stop myself and I'm like, why would I do that? I, save 10%. I, exactly. But yeah. I'm like, I don't <laughs> want to buy. I do not want to. That other guy, this guy just served me. Yeah. I mean, he was all about making a great experience. This, I'm going to buy this once for the rest of my life. Right. I turned around, walked back in that shop, and I paid 10% more for the exact same guitar. All right. Wow. So there you go. Because of how he made you feel. Exactly. He served me. He was yeah. all about serving me. Um, and taking good care. I wanted to buy from him. Emotion, we make emotional decisions, Tab. That's so true. Exactly right. so true. Very good, Tab. Thank you for that. Anybody have any questions for Tab? Any thoughts on that? I'm still stuck on why they had water picks in the guitar room. Is it a dentist? I I did hear water and picks, but I did not think of the thing that I use in my dentist chair. No. Never mind. Well, he he saw a little something in my teeth, I think. That is a full-service guitar shop. Teeth and everything. Okay. Uh, yeah, that helps. The second half of the story I missed because I was focused on that. Thanks, okay. Tab. Good, good story. Good. That's good. Sean, what you got? So my story is is also a real life experience. Okay. But it's not a experience that I had specifically. You know, buying something. It was. We spent a lot of time as an organization out in the field observing a lot of other sellers and how they sell. And this one particular. Um, was ride alongs with this guy in Oklahoma all day long, and I'm listening, watching, and having this conversation with him. And uh, he was in the animal healthcare industry, mm-hmm. so he was calling on ranchers, which is a total different type of client, you know, that they were calling on. And I was just asking him, we're on the way in between one ranch to the next. I'm like, so you're a top performer, you're recognized. That's the reason I'm riding with you. What is it that sets you apart from everybody else? And his Great answer, I, I remember it just extremely well because I was connected to it, but I thought it was really cool. He says, I've got to be ready to saddle up and ride out at any moment with my customers. Hmm. Now, not everybody has that answer, you know, not everybody has that. But literally, he had to be willing to get on a horse to go out, whether it was to doctor up cattle, it was to round up cattle, to do anything. And I'm like, why, why do you have to do that? I mean, it doesn't seem like that would be in your job description. And he told me, I can remember, he said, my customers have to trust me. Mm. They have to trust not only that I care about them, but I'm willing to do whatever it takes to make them successful, even if that means me getting on a horse and going spending a couple of hours out there helping to do something you know, that's going to benefit them, even if it doesn't, if it doesn't translate into products. So yep. it's really stuck with me. And I'm like, how many people can say that that's the depth that they're willing to go to serve Go the extra customers? mile. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Great story. That's real good. Real yeah. good. All right. All right. Well, Sandy, what do you have? Um, well, I'm going to share a story about uh, an experience that I had uh, just this past week. Um, I'm involved with operations and deal with a lot of our vendors. 
um, have the ability to change our vendors if, if I feel or we feel that they're not serving us well. Um, but I, I was working with a vendor that we've had a long-term relationship with. Um, she serves us well, but um, we encountered a, a bit of a challenge. Um, and um, it was my, my fault, my error, hadn't been in the system for a while and placed an order, uh, didn't, didn't, uh, didn't process correctly. I called her, I said, mm, I really need your help in getting this reprocessed. Um, and she said, no problem. Not only is she available at all times of the day, all hours, after hours, anytime, but she really cares deeply about serving us. And um, she does so in a very authentic way. So to me, being served is one thing, going through the mechanics of am I being served. Um, but she goes above and beyond. She really does have an authentic uh, relationship with us and she cares deeply. So not only did she help me process this order, but she accelerated the delivery time to make sure that we were going to shine light on our customer the way that we typically do. Um, so she understands us as an organization and went above and beyond to serve us at that level. Um, so I'll, without a doubt, I appreciate her um, and we'll do business with them because they take good care of us. Mm. That's, that's really important. Ty, I know you want to jump in, but it's really important. And the two themes that I'm pulling away right now are, or the words that I've been hearing, above and beyond, extra mile, people that really, really care about me as a person, care about my business. Tom, you want to jump in? Well, I just want to ask a follow-up question because, yeah. you know, as I hear you tell that story, I mean, you are pursued a lot, I would imagine, by sell sellers who need to sell us, mm. right, what all kinds of services, product solutions. Can you tell when they're sincere? Most of the time you can. Yeah. Most of the time you can. Because you can tell when they're either doing the mechanics of what they can offer you yeah. versus going out of their way. And she put herself on the line. She, she said, I want to give you this yeah. as a rebate. And I want to accelerate it. And that's going to cost us more. But I'm going to go and get approval for that. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. I want to make that happen for you. She wouldn't have gone through that extra effort if it wasn't authentic and real and she was above and beyond. Yeah. That's good. Well, Tom, while you're at it, why don't you tell us your story? My story. Okay. Well, I have played a little golf tournament with Tab recently. Mm-hmm. How'd you do? Uh, that's it's a great question. I'll, I'd like to save the answer to the end if we okay. have time. If we have time, I'd like to answer that. I just want to say that we beat the team that won, or at yes. least that was our story. Yes. And until they didn't win. Exactly. <laughs> God, it was such a good, good. story. So, so as I thought about this, it just hit me while I was playing the golf tournament, and I was realizing my problems while playing golf. As I was preparing for this golf tournament, uh, we – I worked on my putting, I worked on my chipping, I worked on irons, I worked on driver, all the things you think about when you think, oh, it's going to make me good at golf. Mm -hmm. Here's what I didn't work on, my back. And my back killed me for three days. And the reason I had trouble hitting the golf ball was because of my back, mm. not my ability to chip, putt, all the things that you think of that make you good at golf. And I think that's very similar to the topic we're, we're discussing, which is are sellers more successful when they serve? Serving in the belief that we need to serve our customers is the foundation of everything we do. And if we get all the other stuff right, yeah. the skills that are required, but we get that wrong, it will cause us to lose. 
And I think just like the golf situation, I mean, I miss the foundation. Yeah. Like if my back doesn't work, none of that stuff matters. And if you're trying to manipulate the customer and you don't understand the customer's business and you don't put their needs first and you don't make a decision to serve, they're going to know it. They're going to smell it. And they're not going to listen to you. They're not going to reveal their needs. They're not going to embrace what you say. They're not going to be receptive. And you're going to think it's chipping, putting, and driving. Yeah. No, it's great. But it's your back. So what I'm hearing is that we it lost. wasn't my putting and shit. So, so <laughs> I was bad back. in everything, and my back felt great. <laughs> <laughs> right. Now, if you got the back taken care of, you need to work on your putting and shit. Okay. Now, okay. maybe got this it. is an excuse. Maybe maybe this is just an analogy that doesn't hold true Tom, in, in golf. just like sales, golfers either make putts or they make excuses. <laughs> <laughs> make putts. So maybe I'm making excuses. But the analogy still works. The analogy, the analogy really works. works, guys, right? The analogy yes. works. It works great. It works okay. great. Well, Mark, since you just chimed in, what you got? Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I will pick a, uh, a story of I had the uh, privilege of being in the back of the room at a client of ours, mm-hmm. which I won't name because disclaimers and this is all official and everything in the widely yeah, syndicated I mean, podcast. So I don't think this is covered in New we Zealand. We get written permission for everything yeah. we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they had their national sales meeting, and they gave the award to the number one sales rep. And this is a relatively large technology reseller. Mm-hmm. They were one of uh, one of the top, like, IT companies, uh, like top partner. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars rep organization. And they said, we want to, you know, the number one rep for the year is, we'll call him Bill. Bill. Yeah. And so Bill came up, got an award, and said, you want to say a few words? Tell us why you're the number one rep. And he said two things. One, I pretend like I'm that customer. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I just, I, you know, they sell to IT managers and CIOs and those kind of people. He says, I just, and I know a lot about that. And he says, I'm just pretend that I'm that customer. And so... I'm listening and feeling and thinking and saying, like, what's it going to be like to be in their job and what's the political pressure and what's what's the just everything just like, and he t- and two he says I will never make a recommendation to them until that's what I believe should actually happen because yeah. I'm making the recommendation to myself in yeah. that job, mm-hmm. and he said and sometimes that means he doesn't make a recommendation sometimes it means he his recommends that they don't work together. It means a lot of things, but he has the attention of customers. They believe that he's in their court, and they listen, and they tell him everything he needs to know. He says, I want to pretend that I'm you so that I can make a recommendation. He says, I know everything about my solution, but I don't know anything about your company and what you're trying to do. He says, the more you tell me, the better recommendation I can make. People open up, tell him everything he needs to know, and he makes recommendations. And he's the number one sales rep, and oh, by the way, we're talking about serving and how nice it is and make 10% on the guitar and everything. He made a million dollars that year. Yeah. Wow. He so made a million. He made a million dollars. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. He made a million dollars. That's like a big thing. It's like, if it depends how you define nice. success in sales, yeah. results, right? And, um, yeah, they had a picture of his, his, like, earnings up on the screen. Wow. wow. There you go, boys wow. and girls. You want some? Yeah. And, and by the way, Bill's buying the night at the bar. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's but buying yeah. the Stella's. So you know what, I, it always reminds me kind of the truth that we, we talk a lot about around here, and that's that we we got to care more, yep. so we 
learn more. That's right. So we do more. And that aren't all these stories. You kind of see it kind of running through all of them. That's what's going on. I like that. I like that. It's just go one ahead, more Sean. thing. I've been thinking about you know your story, Mark, but and I go back to the guy that I was out with. I think people that serve, not only are more successful, and I think the, the data is in there, they take better care of their customers, the results are there, they also sleep better. Mm-hmm. And that was the yeah. one thing about this guy. You could tell that, that I was with, he was so genuine. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, you know, he's willing to throw his leg over saddle, ride out, and come back. But at the end of the day, he slept well mm-hmm. because it wasn't about his products and what he was selling at the point. He knew he would get there eventually. But because he was serving, that let him sleep well, and it also, you know, paved the way for his success. Yeah, well, yeah. According to uh, HubSpot, our friends at HubSpot. Yep. Uh, their 2021 research says that only 3% of buyers trust reps. 3%. Said another way, uh, if you take the word pushy and put that up <laughs> against kind of not serving, seven, seven, only 17% of their salespeople rank themselves as pushy, but 51% of customers ranked their salesperson as pushy. <laughs> So it was hmm, ma- I'm no math guy. Those are different. <laughs> you are no math guy. That's true. Very true. 300% to be exact. Yeah, for those of you that are new to the podcast, we're not we're not uh, big fans of the movies Wolf of Wall Street, Boiler Room. That's not the kind of selling we're talking about doing. This is a more fulfilling type of selling, which leads me to my story. And um, a woman that was calling on me, gosh, two, three years ago um, from a, a potential vendor of ours, who I would, I would describe, I'll just describe the scenario and then and why I thought it was effective. Um, first of all, she really knew what was on my whiteboard, what was bothering me, maybe because of my title, maybe because of what people like me look for, or maybe because she'd done some research on our company, but she, she knew what was, was a potential problem for me. The next thing she did was she listened. She listened intently on where the challenges were. I'd been through several agencies before, and she was like, processing that but she didn't try to solve the problem immediately then she showed immense patience because i have to be honest we talked a year before we actually did business together then um i think that probably the most important thing is when we brought tom in the ceo and you'll remember this time i think Mm -hmm. uh during the presentation you had a pause or a look on your face that that showed confusion or something and she stopped the the presentation where there was another person kind of sharing their value proposition and said tom wait tell me tell me why you look confused something's Mm -hmm. bothering you yeah i remember that yeah and so so the four things that i think went through completely showed what she felt or how she felt about us as a client which was you know, putting our needs ahead, she actually wound up recommending that they not be our agency, right? She recommended that we, uh, that they teach us to fish and that we ultimately do this internally, that that was the best route for us. Wow. Now that might require a few services for for a year or two, and we did wind up signing up for three services with them, of which we only have one that we still do with them. But she believed that was the right thing for us. Mm. It was a very other-centered approach in my judgment. She did a great job of understanding me, listening to me, showing the patience that we needed uh, before we could we could make a move like that. Because I was snake bitten, you know, having been through several agencies in a row. So I just I, I think the world of her. I think she was a great sales rep and did a did a wonderful job during that process. And, and I think- would imagine feels more fulfilled when she acts that way. Uh, versus being pushy. 
Do you think she was glad she sold you after she worked with you all the time after you were, I mean, like, do you think she was mm -hmm. happy then? No, I think there were regrets after that, okay. but I mean, I think on the front end, it was pretty but good. But do you think you were more likely, do you think you, you bought from her in part because of her approach versus maybe other reps and their approach was different? Without question, yeah. Okay. I mean, I think I because the patience part, the listening, I had problems with previous say, agencies and the processing of that and then tailoring the solution, but then the patience to say, I know you you're going through a lot and you need some time to think mm -hmm. about this and and was not was not boiler room pushy yeah like really gave us the time we needed to solve that problem and then we did solve it with them well you know I'm sitting here listening to all these stories and uh, we were talking about yeah we have you know we have, if you serve you're a better salesperson you're more fulfilled you mm -hmm. make a million dollars uh, all those things so so why doesn't everyone do this like what do you what do we think the barrier yeah. is to, I was thinking about this I'll start yeah I'm just popping that onto the team and Tom just got nervous because he's not sure of his answer. So just, <laughs> well, you know, give him time. He just you know, Googled it. I can make something up. He just Googled it. He just Googled it. And uh, I'll, I'll go to uh, one of my favorite hobbies. I'll go to NASCAR. Okay. Uh, huge NASCAR fan. Used to be huge. Yeah. Backed away. Kind of got into it recently. I was watching a race and they were talking about somebody and they were saying, and just work with me on this analogy. I'm just doing my you're, best. You're, you're, you're making up a word picture as we go um, right now? Um, it's a stretch. Okay. Let's try it. Let's try it. See, serving as a salesperson, I think, is counterintuitive because we think we should push and ask for the sale. ABCs always be closing. I got to push. If I don't drive and drive, and you know, then I'm not going to sell, and the customer will walk away. You know, um, don't let them leave the lot, you know, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, right. Um, NASCAR driving is counterintuitive and they literally said on the on the race at Pocono Raceway this past weekend Kyle Busch won I don't really like Kyle Busch um, <laughs> who likes Kyle Busch I don't think he's other center anybody like Kyle Busch I don't think he's other center I hope Kyle's not listening yeah. we were going to get him as a guest <laughs> and that's probably shot please invite him on next time is he the Bush beer guy no he's, <laughs> he's not, not. Uh, different Bush and they said at Pocono slower is faster I'm sorry what now at Pocono that's the raceway, Pocono yep. Raceway. Slower is faster. So they have a very unique sort of turn three. It's called the tunnel, it's a triangle. Anyway, bottom line is, they said like the young guys come in here and try to mash the gas and just be on the gas. But the, they were showing it. The guys yeah. who are letting off easy, right? You're, it's a race. You're supposed to go as fast as you can, as hard as you can. So that's what people do. But the counterintuitive thing is to go slower and trust that if you back off the corner faster, your tires grip, you have more control, you can make the apex differently, and you actually go around the track one second quicker than the people who are trying to go faster. So in sales, when you try to go faster and you try to sell, you're not selling. Yeah. Instead, when you counterintuitive, just focus on serving, and maybe they shouldn't buy, and I'm going to be this customer, and maybe it's going to end up where they really, really shouldn't work with them, you're actually going to sell more. Yeah. Well, and you know what I noticed back when you know the early days of Aslan. Remember in the basement, mm -hmm. the, gr no, the, glory days, uh, the glory days, uh, without Scofflaw. Mm -hmm. um, it, it was counterintuitive because it was almost like you know 100% commission. Got to make it work. Got to make it go. And it would get so heavy and depressing. It all taking that serving mindset just made it more enjoyable. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. I'm not trying to force anybody to do anything. I'm just trying to find people I can serve. If I call 50 people. I'm trying to find one or two people that I could serve. And it just was very freeing. It was very motivating. And um, and obviously, to your point, it's a little bit counterintuitive, but I, I do believe I made more money because I took that approach. What do you think of the concept that people 
act like the boiler room or the Wolf of Wall Street type of sales rep because that's what they think their sales leaders expect of them, mm-hmm. right? Because maybe, you know, we've got we've all got numbers to hit, whether it's a monthly number or a quarterly number, certainly an annual number. But we 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 act that way because we think that's what our leadership wants us to act like. Yeah, I think it's a belief, whether it's coming from the top or yeah. internally, that we believe we're going to be more successful if I can talk like the wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. If I can position, I will be more. I think there's two kinds of people. There's those type of people who just believe, mm-hmm. like, I got to, if I talk you into this, I can I can get you to buy. And so they, it's a flawed strategy. Mm-hmm. Like, it really won't, you won't be more successful. You actually will be more successful. And so it's just a belief thing. Um, as your evidence, Bill, proved that. And yeah. I think that that's the thing that we've seen over, well, I don't know, what, 27 years of doing this and working with thousands and thousands. It's like, it's just true. You And that's when I had the breakthrough because I I felt the pressure. Let's remember what it felt like to be broke and have to sell something and make a mortgage payment. I felt that pressure and I went into meetings and I'm like, I got to talk you into this. And I lost a couple of deals early on. I'm like, that didn't go well. Mm-hmm. And I knew why. Mm-hmm. I didn't sleep well and I did, and I lost the deal. And then so one day I go, oh, I'm actually more successful when I help the customer solve a problem yeah. and try to sell something. That's just true. Then there's another people who just forget. It's like the back analogy. Like, I'm just so focused on my craft, I just forget that if I don't stop before the meeting and make a decision, I'm going to default to self. So mm-hmm. I just don't remember. It's not part of my process. I'm not a bad person. I'm not trying to manipulate people. I just default to trying to sell my stuff and so they got to stop is golf your craft i know or, i mean <laughs> I, I heard him say I, that I, wow are you on the senior tour <laughs> yeah joy. i consistently shoot at least 15 over par that's really yeah, good yeah, right yeah yeah right. as long right. as your back holds up i mean that's <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I want to say I want to say one other thing. I want to make sure we speak to the person who's like, "That's not me." Okay, this is not me. Thanks, guys. I'm glad you're talking to those people. Yeah, because I'm not that person. Those people. But I want to remind the people you're listening to this podcast. It also means serving. Also means leading. Yeah. Serving also means challenging. Serving also means asking tough questions. Serving also means saying that's not what you should do. You should do this. And so, because we've got to fight for the truth and get people to do things they may not want to do because it's in their best interest yep. to do that. Serving or not serving is not is about motive. It's not about behavior. And so sometimes we're going to tell people that's not a good idea and they're not going to like it. Obviously, we need to do it in a respectful way. And, sure. But, but we need to challenge people. This isn't a pass to say, well, don't have tough conversations. Yeah. It's, we need to say, if you do this, it's going to, you know, it's going to work or it's not going to work. I was going to say, to to really answer your question about, you know, where is the pressure to not serve when you're selling, to be pushy from leaders, it's from You'd be a good salesperson. That's that's people's criteria, right? And although salespeople do need to be a good, effective, persuasive communicator, it's only one piece. And, Tom, you know, we've talked a hundred times about receptivity. Right. And maybe in the 70s, fast talkers were better salespeople. Right, they just were, but now it's, I think they were tolerated. Well, it just—they were just mm-hmm. like sounds good, like uh, yeah, because right. people didn't have options. Well, right. yeah, they couldn't or research anything very yeah. easily. Yeah, no information. I mean, exactly. The curve of information and options and everything out there. I mean, it's been it's been it's it's been evolving. Selling has been evolving, right? We talked about you've heard spin selling that was in the seventies. 
hey, good salespeople ask questions. That's a novel idea. Just other, than, <laughs> other than pitch. Not right? just they throw up questions. when I show up. <laughs> That's a okay, so everyone's do that. Then it went to what's called solution selling, kind of complex deals. Yeah. Recently, you've heard of challenger sale about, to Tom's point, it's not just whatever. Other centers, it's not whatever you want to do. It's yeah. about telling people the truth. The challenger model or that concept is true, except for you have to have a receptive audience. You have to have someone who's willing to even talk to you or be open to being challenged. Yep. And that's the problem today. More information is available, more people are getting bombarded with more salespeople. The customer just places less emphasis, priority, and are just much less likely to want to engage the salesperson. They feel like they're not the priority and they hate pressure. Mm. And those two things are the absolute killers for people's willingness to be open and listen. And being other-centered is the, is that the antidote, the solution? I don't know what it is to those two things, to priority and pressure. Yeah, the, the, what you're talking about, Mark, the, I, I know we've talked about this study internally, but I want to share with, with people listening, the McKinsey study about buyers, buyers desire to work with reps mm. from 16 to I think it was 2019, 2020, from 2016 to 2019, I think it was the, was the date. The, desire, the buyer's desire to work with a rep when evaluating a solution, not just learning, but evaluating dropped by 120%. Hmm. That's crazy. Like they don't wow. even want to, they're like, I don't even want to work with a sales rep at all. I mean, that's just, that's a steep decline yeah. because of what you're saying. They're just, it's just, it's just not helpful. Yep. You know what we ought to do is write a book about this. Done. Oh. <laughs> I mean, just, it, it's constant. It never it. misses an opportunity. What? I, I'm <laughs> sorry. Am I plugging months. a book? I'm not plugging a book. I mean, no, no, no. Oh, no. did you ask about the book? I, you know what? You know what you should call? Hey, hold what? on. you have a book coming out? Yes, that's so. I, what yes. you should call it is not receptive, but. but it's unreceptive. It's cool. coming out in October. It's all about this. I can't yeah. wait. You can pre-order it right now. ISBN 2646364. It's on Amazon right now. $2 off. $2 hey, $2 and off. Can I ask a question, I'm a clarifying question? Sure. Do, do you address your golf game in the book at all? Is it your craft as you You know, if you want to, if you have questions about golf, reach out to me, you know, privately. Directly? Yeah, directly. I'll give <laughs> right you on back exercises. <laughs> I can give you, if you, you want to shoot... Do yoga now? <laughs> yeah. Well, Tab right. taught me the back exercise. I, I forgot to do them. Right. He, he, on the other hand, he played great because he did his back exercises. Of course. Yes. Of course. Because I'm other centered. How long does it take you to play around the golf? Uh, let's see. Um, I don't know. Four hours. How many times? 85 strokes. It's yeah. a while. I just wonder if there's any correlation <laughs> to the amount of problems that you have and yeah. the amount of time you spend on the golf course. Yeah. Oh. Seems yeah. like I mean, you're spending mm -hmm. a lot of time out there. Maybe you do have a lot of problems. You I might have out. some problems, yeah. 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 Do you I think we have anything sales-related to end this with? <laughs> Anybody want to just uh, pop anything else out before we let these guys loose? Well, my beer is finished, and you said when you're done your beer, you can be done. So I have nothing else you're to done. add other than Pretty buy much. the book and be other-centered. Any, any other parting gifts? I would throw one thing out there. Yeah. And, and this topic is very, uh, I think, you know, we've looked at this for years and years, and we know it to be true. But there may be a lot of people out there that, that don't. They may be frustrated with the results that they're getting. They may be questioning, you know, what am I supposed to do? I've read these books, all these things. Yeah. I would just tell you to try it. Mm-hmm. Literally take one day of your selling activity and say, I'm going to focus today or a week or something like that. I'm going to try 
serving my clients first instead of selling them. Yeah. And then come back to your other ways and see it for yourself. See yeah, what yeah. difference it makes. And you, Such and the, a good point. And the yeah. easy model, and I already said it, but if you want to do that, the easy model is, is care mm-hmm. about the person you're going to call on more than just a dollar sign. Yep. Right? And then learn. Take a little time, right? I mean, just learn a little. Learn something yeah. that you can focus on and then do more. Like, yeah. just do a little something different. And that's a nice, easy way to kind of, to your point, Sean, step into that. Right. And I think you uh, made some, I can't remember who made this point about uh, learning. I think it was the bill that makes them, that's like the customer. I want to know. Yeah. yeah. I want to know my customer. I always think of it as if I were, if I owned their company, what would I do? Mm-hmm. And if you can't answer that question, be a part of that challenge. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, if you own the company, what would you do? If you can't answer that question, go get that information. Right. Yeah. So, you know, this has been another great topic. And I want to hear from you guys on LinkedIn what some of the uh, stories you have. If you have stories in favor of this topic or against it, meaning you've seen the opposite true, we want to know if sellers who serve are more successful. So get out there and share the podcast with all your friends. Uh, Download and subscribe. We want to get this to as many people as we can. It's for you guys. And we will see you in another week on Sales with Aslan.